0: and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. The reality is any smooth running project will experience instabilities or difficulties with the trades at some point throughout the work. And while that isn't a great experience, some may be minor and some unfortunately may end up being a major change. And that is what I want to discuss and why a designer's role is so critical in keeping things moving forward as calmly as possible so that the project stays on track and finishes strong. So in this episode, I want to detail out what these can look like How to manage them in the moment and focus on the future. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to take on the topic of instabilities and disruptions on a job site, because at some point, each and every one of you will experience this. And for designers, you will likely experience it on multiple projects. Unfortunately, it can happen at the same time. And and while it is a disruption and it is something that is an annoyance and has to be managed in a different way, it isn't something that should prevent work from continuing forward unless it falls under the major disruption category. So what do I mean by disruptions and instabilities on a project? So you've hired trades, you've hired a contractor, you've hired electricians, plumbers, uh, flooring guys, whatever you need to make your dream project come to life. Now, each of those trades will have their employees and some will be larger teams than others, one, depending on the size of your project and two, depending on the type of trade. So, for instance, a painter typically has more guys working for him than, say, an electrician does. So what happens on a project is it will go through phases. So let's take, for instance, a new construction home. An electrician will be brought on to do the rough install of electrical work. And what that means is the studs are only visible. There's no drywall up. You can see from room to room. And the guys come in, and it typically is a team, and they go at it. And it's actually quite fun to watch them really tackle a large project and and accomplish so much in a short period of time because there are no obstructions. But that is typically a different team than, say, the guys that are going to come in at the end and install your chandeliers and the sconces and the recessed lighting. I think it's just because the, the ruffian team typically are younger and they're learning the trade more. And obviously, that's not always the case, but you will have likely two teams. Now, it's the same electrical company and likely the same supervisor, but you will see different guys. And so a minor interruption is you as a designer establishing a rapport with the guys doing the rough-in because they'll be there, depending on the size of the job, for a week or two. You build a relationship because you're working together every day. Now, weeks will go by before the electricians need to come back in, and likely, as I said, it will be a different team. Now, there may be one or two that you met the first time, but if not, you basically have to start fresh again, build a new rapport, and it can cause some interruptions. You don't have that unspoken language anymore. You no longer have the electrician thinking, oh, yeah, I know this designer likes to do it this way or that way. And that can create some unstable and disruptive moments in a job. Now, are those major issues? No, of course not. But it is something to keep in mind. Now, with the larger trades, you're more likely to see that more often. So, with painters, I have a really great painting company I work with. He has dozens of guys, and so quite honestly, I don't know which guys will be on my project when I hire him. I find out in advance. Let's say there's five guys banging out the project, but during the week he may pull one or two out because there's not as much work on my job and he wants to keep them busy on another job. That is normal. Now, it can be a little disruptive, especially if it's one of the guys who speaks more English than the others. And and this is to be expected and can be managed. But I think knowing that there's going to be some shuffling back and forth, something that you need to forewarn your clients about and homeowners, you should be hearing this and expecting it and not thinking that you're getting the short end of the stick. Because I have heard clients say that they'll come in one day and say, Hey, yesterday there were five painters here. Why do I only have three? You know, what's going on? Are they going to meet their deadline? Well, if you are working with a professional, then yes. You should still be making your deadline, and it's not a bad question to ask, but they know how to manage their people. They know if they can't put five guys on your project because of drying times or because of the size of the room and there's just too many guys in one room and they can't be productive, that may be why it went to three. So while it's okay to ask, don't assume that you're getting the short end of the stick or that your project isn't big enough, because I hear that a lot. Oh, I guess my project isn't big enough to get the full team. That is not the case. And as always, if you do the proper interviewing and researching of your team, you will get the professionals that know how to manage their teams so that, of course, your job is as big as it needs to be for you and the team working for you. So these are things I wanted to cover because I hear it regularly from designers who get a little push pull because they're the stable ones on the project. They're not leaving, but yet the Kai's are coming and going and it can be a little disruptive. You kind of pull in the driveway, scan the cars and you think, okay, I know who's here and oh, I don't recognize that car. I'm gonna have to figure out who's here today, who's new here today. Now, the other thing that can come up are vacations. The guys take vacations, and if your project runs long enough, likely you will experience that. Now, it can be a little more major if it's, say, the contractor or the supervisor on your project. And I've gone through that before. They typically send in someone else to cover the work, and you've never met them likely before. Now, on a bigger project, that can be a little unnerving for a designer, right? Let's say it's a new build and you've been working for eight months with one guy. He goes on vacation for a week, which obviously he's earned and it's okay for them to go on vacations. And all of a sudden you meet a new guy. Now he is mostly there to make sure the house doesn't burn down and that the work moves forward. And any good supervisor will have left tasks and to-dos with his guys before he leaves. But it's still, it is unnerving. You're sort of meeting someone new for the first time, reviewing the project for the first time. They may never have been on site before ever. It's okay to be unnerved by it too. You can also joke about it. I've been known to say, hey, are you the new guy? And it's okay to even joke about it, make light of the situation, say, Hey, if I like you more, can you stay? Even though Joe's coming back from vacation next week, you know, making people aware that this is a change and that you are doing your best to stay with the flow is, is okay. We're all human and he's probably experiencing it as well. Because think about it. He is truly the new guy on the job site and you guys have all been working together for months on end. So these two scenarios are common on projects, right? Guys come and go on sites and vacations do happen, particularly on longer projects. And hell, if it's a really big project, there may be multiple vacations if it lasts for several years. So knowing in advance that this can happen and knowing in advance that it's okay to be a little unnerved and think, oh gosh, it's like the first day of school again, Is normal and natural. But designers, please hear me. You are the stabilizing force on this project, no matter what, because you are constant. Now, again, we've talked about it in previous episodes that vacations are okay, and please take them for your own sanity as well as your client's productivity. You're better when you are rested and revitalized, but know that you will be the one the client looks to to say things are fine. And things will be fine, especially if you stay on top of it. Of course, that means holding those weekly meetings. If you're not the one hosting them, then you need to be attending them. You're the ones keeping all of the notes. You're keeping track of all of the trades, progress, all of the items that need to be selected and when they need to be ordered and coming in. And that's really important for a client to know, okay, so the contractor is away for a week, but Renee is on the job, and it really doesn't matter, and vice versa. So when I go on vacation, they know that the contractor is there keeping the job on track and on time moving forward. And that's really all you need to be doing. And you'd be doing it anyway, whether the guy was there or not. These are things you would be keeping up with and maintaining simply because it's your job to do that, to keep everybody on track and the client up to date on the status of their work. Now, when you have, say, electricians or painters coming and going, again, you are the one that can calm the client and say, no, no, this is normal. They can't have five guys. Today, because of X, Y, and Z reasons. Fear not, we are still on track. We're moving forward as scheduled, and those guys will be back when the blank stage happens next, right? And again, the client is just looking for a professional's opinion that everything is okay. And that is your role. And by staying on top of it, by checking in with the painter, hey, I noticed two guys weren't here today. Oh, well, Renee, they can't be there because of the drying times, all that oil paint we had to use. It's not setting up because uh, it's August and it's really humid where I live and therefore it's taking longer. Oh, okay. Makes perfect sense. Give it a couple of days. The paint will set up. The guys will come back and that's what you can convey to your client to keep them calm and know that you are in charge and on top of things. Now in 29 years of working, I have to admit I have been a part of Two projects where a major disruption and major instability has happened on a project. And that is when the contractor is no longer on the site. Now, this can take a variety of forms. Perhaps the contractor quits. Perhaps the contractor uh, was fired, either by the client or by the company that he works for. Or perhaps if you have a supervisor on the project, perhaps he just leaves and goes to another company. And that was my latest experience. We were doing a massive renovation of a very old home and putting a large addition on the back. It was a very complicated project because you had a 1920s home with plaster walls, and all sorts of chaos that had to be unraveled and explored and figured out. And then we were putting on a new construction and trying to make it look seamless like it had always been there. And we were about two years into the project when the supervisor announced that he was leaving the job because he was moving on with a different company. And I'm going to be brutally honest with you, I was flabbergasted. We had spent so much time on this project. And in this situation, he really was the point person. He had such knowledge of all of the systems, all of the history that we had uncovered. He knew where all of the ghosts were. He knew everything about this project. And his boss came in and said, this won't be a big deal. I personally am going to step in. I'm going to see this through to the end. Now, that was the right decision and very noble of him, but it didn't help quell any of the insecurities and quite frankly, hysteria going on behind the scenes because his boss didn't know this knowledge. He didn't see it. He wasn't showing up every day. He wasn't meant to show up every day. And so the client and I, we had a major powwow. And and we actually tried to talk the supervisor out of leaving. We were six months shy of finishing this huge project and we just couldn't convince him. So we knew we had a deadline, he'd given two weeks notice, and we knew we had to be on our toes and be ready for action at the end of those two weeks. Now, the rest of the team was staying put. So yes, the electrician also knew what the electrical work looked like originally and what they had uncovered and what they had fixed and what they hadn't fixed. And same with the plumber and all the, the roofers and the drywall guys, they all were still in place. But the super is the one that holds all of the knowledge together and understands how all of those pieces lock into place like a Lego set. Now, of course, I had been at every weekly meeting. I had been on that job site crawling around myself. I take lots of crazy, weird pictures, which if you follow me on social media, you likely see all of these open walls and cavities and strange things. And so I had a lot of data myself as did this client who was really involved. She was not living in the house at the time, and frankly, it wasn't livable. That's how much we were doing. But she too was often at the site taking notes and keeping an eye on things. So she and I put our heads together. We wrote out what we knew. We wrote out what we knew was coming, and we wrote out where our missing links were. And we spent every single day on that project with the supervisor. I spent probably two or three hours every day walking around with him, listening to him, learning what he knew and what he wanted me to know. And it was a very fluid situation. We'd be walking down the hall and he'd say, oh, yeah, Renee, you need to know that when we opened up this ceiling, we found this crazy vent stack that nobody knew was going to be there and da, 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 da. And I'm taking down notes and taking pictures, measuring if we needed to. And we did what it took so that when he left and his boss came on board, we had pretty much everything patched together. Now, we also asked for him to allow us to contact him on his personal cell phone in case we ran into a problem. And he was professional enough to say, yes, that would be appropriate. Because honestly, in my brutally honest opinion, he should have right? He knew he was leaving us in a massive lurch. And the least he could do was let us call him and ask him questions if we got stuck. Now, we did that, I think, twice, maybe three times because we didn't want to abuse the privilege to do that. But we also did it because we needed to and because he needed to give us the answers. So, Keep in mind that this does happen and it is not fun. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was brutal. Not only the last two weeks with him and all of those extra hours, but the uncertainty and the anxiety that existed in the two weeks, maybe three weeks after he had left, sort of getting that mojo back up and running with his boss, who we knew well, I mean, he would come to maybe maybe every third meeting, just to touch base, see what was going on. So he knew the project. He just didn't know the ins and outs of the day-to-day work that the supervisor was managing. So that's one scenario. Now, if a client fires a contractor or the contractor quits during the project, that's a whole nother can of worms that I really hope none of you experience I experienced it once. Luckily, I was working for someone else. So while I had a huge role in picking up the pieces, it wasn't my full responsibility. It was the designer I was working for, poor thing. And I was able to observe more. And that is a totally different situation than the one I just described. Because if you're firing someone, they're not coming back for a couple of weeks so that you can tag along and take copious notes on everything they've been doing. Nor are they going to offer you their cell phone number so you can call for any questions you have or any situations where you're stuck and need advice. So those are situations you, again, want to avoid at all costs. But even then, they do still happen. So again, a designer's role, you've been going to the meetings, you've been taking notes, you've been doing job site visits, you've talked to all the trades, and most likely those subcontractors stay on the project. They did in the case that I was just referencing, and they can help put that historical knowledge together so that the project moves forward. But if they quit, which means you weren't given a whole lot of notice, then you probably don't have anyone lined up as the backup. Now, if a client is planning to fire someone, as a designer, as a top member of this team, I would recommend that the client not actually fire someone until they have the next guy lined up, which I understand can get a little dicey, but this leaves the job covered as best as possible so that you're not losing gaps of time between one contractor gone and the other one starting. But like I said, if the contractor quits, then you are in a mad scramble trying to replace them while the project is underway. And and likely the next guys are going to wonder, what's wrong with this project? Why did the contractor quit? And those are things you're going to have to deal with and come up with talking points, explanations, and be prepared for some guys to not even want to look at the project thinking that it's the client or that it's the designer or something else that's just inherently wrong that they don't want to get involved with. So these are scenarios, trust me, they do happen and I don't want you all to experience them. Well, the minor ones you will be experiencing. And again, while they can be unnerving and not the best week you're gonna have, it is definitely something that you can get through positively and move forward on. It's these major disruptions. It's these major instabilities on a project that you really want to avoid as best you can But ultimately, there are things that are going to be out of your control, and therefore, by staying on top, going to those weekly meetings, being an active team member on a project will allow you to stabilize the project while the change is underway and put it back on track once the pieces are back in place. So I'm hoping that by knowing about these issues that can come up, you can either foresee them, you can head them off at the pass, but you can definitely prepare for them by knowing that they happen, recognizing it when it does, and being prepared with the solutions and the stability for your client and your project to move forward. As always, if this brings up more questions than answers, please feel free to reach out to me. And as a reminder, if you want more tips and tricks like this, Go on my website, sign up for my newsletters. I send a specific one on Fridays, one for homeowners, one for professionals, going over topics like this in even more detail. It's become a really fun thing for me to do, and people have told me how valuable they have found the information to be. So I highly recommend you take me up on that offer. Jump over to my website, www.daviniedesign.com, and sign up for the newsletter. And lastly, to designers listening, this past year and a half, I have spent time listening to all of the members in the course, Only Girl on the Job Site Designer Edition. I love hearing what's resonating with them, what they're confused by, and the questions they still have. And so we have gone back and we are revamping the course, taking all of that data we've gotten from the designers like you. And we are so excited to be relaunching that course soon. So if you want to hear more, if you want to be in the know, you're definitely going to want to be on the wait list, which you can find on the website under the course for designers. Drop your email in there and you will be the first to know when we relaunch the course. And I can't wait for it. It is so exciting to take all of the information from all of you and put it together in a course that will be an amazing tool for you to improve and grow your construction management business. I just can't wait for you to see this. But as always, I can't thank you enough for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media. Vignet Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip if you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.